1: That's c o m t e hyphen u s a dot com. <competition>
2: その神社員, cakes, kitchen, she- Haynes, wait, <andónimoform2>
3: on- Hello to all from Cutting the Curd on HeritageRadioNetwork dot org. Quite a crazy situation we are currently in, worrying and fighting for the, fighting the coronavirus, not knowing how long we will be in this, not knowing how bad it will be. But here we are on Cutting the Curd, doing a show from all of our computers rather than in person. I want to thank my guests for being with me today. Tom Perry, hello and thank you. DZTA winner from 2005, currently at Shelburne Farms. 2015. And, oh, 2015. Oh, yep. I, I, yeah, I had that. Uh, <laughs> and Sam Frank, DZTA winner from 2016, and currently at Jumi Cheese. Did I say that right, Jumi?
4: It's like you and me, Yumi.
3: Yumi. Okay. I knew I was getting it wrong. Okay. So (laughs) welcome.
0: That was really good.
3: (laughs) Yumi. Uh, okay. So welcome to you guys. We are focusing on the Daphne Zeppos teaching award and how it has molded the careers of two winners. Can one of you first tell me, tell us what about Daphne's legacy and what the award has been?
2: So, uh, the award was started after Daphne, uh, passed away in 2012. Um, as, uh, you're aware, she was a very vocal advocate, uh, for artisan cheese, uh, to the point where she, uh, started her own cheese importation company, which is, uh, the Essex Street Cheese Company, which is still in operation. And... Uh, quite literally, her dying wish, as I understand it, was to create a scholarship for cheese professionals so they could um, learn and explore and most importantly share the stories of the cheese and the industry that uh, she loves so much.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And currently we've got we've uh, been able to fund. Seven scholarships, uh, of which Sam and I are two. Uh, mm-hmm. Current winner, Ann Campbell, uh, has done some uh, travel for her learning uh, that she hopes to present at um, the ACS conference in Portland. Uh, but if we're going to be completely you know, on point with the topic, her travel and her study has been affected by Uh, the recent events of the COVID-19 break. Oh,
3: right. Is she away now?
2: Unfortunately, uh, she was, uh, I believe, uh, supposed to leave today, but Uh. uh, with the blanket ban on European travel, uh, that has Uh. uh, been delayed.
3: Oh gosh, yeah. Uh oh. now I do have to say I knew Daphne a little. I don't know if you guys did. I knew her and I actually sublet and lived in her and Brad's Greenpoint apartment for six months in 2009 when I was first getting divorced <laughs> and I was wow, working. No way. <laughs> I was working for 3D Cheese at the time with Deborah and Diana, oh, which wow. which um, Daphne had been a part of previously. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, it was the coolest apartment! It was <laughs> I I landed on my feet in an incredible apartment, and uh, so I never forgot that offer and that uh, excellent. Placement for me and my divorce anyway so uh, did you guys know her
4: uh, well this is Sam here I unfortunately I did not um, mm-hmm. I was kind of I was kind of just getting into cheese and in, in 2009 up in Vermont and then I uh, I started working for DeBruno Bruno Brothers towards the end of 2012 so mm-hmm. I I, unfortunately I never did get to meet her. I kind of, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard obviously at this point, I've heard so much about her (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's, she's definitely one of the, one of the people I really, really wish I could have crossed paths with earlier in life. Uh Uh-huh. And what about you, Tom?
2: Uh, no, unfortunately I didn't ever get to meet her in person. Uh, Mm -hmm. the shop I was working at, uh, farmstead in Providence, uh, back in, 2009 2010 um we had started working with Essex cheese so every now and again uh daphne would call and uh ask to talk to our imported cheese buyer and uh it, it, unfortunately it was like my, my my interactions were um can i talk to katie and i was like Who is this? And she was like it's daphne and and i'd pass off the call and that's unfortunately my limited, uh, interactive. Oh, however, bad. however I was a participant in the cheesemonger Invitational in 2012 when, uh, 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 that year Adam actually was selling shirts and he said $5 from each shirt was going to go towards a fund that would help with Daphne's recovery. Uh, and I don't think any of us really knew how bad her, uh, uh, at situation, yeah. at but that yeah. the money yes. that he raised from T-shirt sales actually became one of the first uh, donations, if not the first oh, donation, to that DZTA on the D- Daphne Zeppos Teaching Award.
3: Oh, yeah. that's neat! I didn't even that's know that. neat! That's, that's neat! Yeah, um, they were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so back to you, Tom. So when where were you working when you applied to dzta
2: sure so i worked uh for a small chain of grocery stores in the gold coast of chicago uh it was called potash markets oh um, you've moved
3: around a lot
2: i, I, I get around and uh <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, uh i had encouraged them to become uh, the store to become members of the American cheese society. Um, uh-huh. and, and that was uh, a way that I was able to uh, fulfill one of the final requirements that is required to apply for DCTA, which is uh, ACS membership. Ah, <laughs> nice.
1: Good work. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and did you have that in mind? Were you, you know, trying to get into ACS so that you could apply or did, well, did it, just surprise
2: you so uh i I thought that it was a good you know move for us from an organizational standpoint we were trying Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. increase our presence in the specialty and artisan cheese world and Mm -hmm. uh membership in acs is you know one way you can get lots of resources um but it, it just so happened that the two coincided and uh i just happened to apply and uh-huh. I, I was very fortunate to win.
3: Now, were you surprised to win and what did you say you were going to study?
2: I was very surprised to win, um, <laughs> partly because I thought my idea, which was studying, uh, native, uh, microbial ecologies, uh, used for, uh, cheese making that had been developed and fostered in France and Switzerland and the UK, um, wasn't that interesting to a lot of people. Um, and I also set my vision 20 years out into the future. Uh, so <laughs> part of the application process for applying for the DZTA is writing a vision on where you think what you've learned will ultimately end up influencing uh, the cheese community at large. And uh-huh. I, th- oh, I mean, just thought and that it was ha-
3: 20 years in the future.
2: Yeah, I, I thought that it would take that long for people to be interested in native cultured cheeses, but you know no. we, we've had like quite an uptick in an in interest in native cultured cheeses over the past couple of years. So you know I'm over the moon that my topic <laughs> like has uh, been a part of that. You no, know, I
4: think I well, I just want to butt in here real quick and just say okay. I mean, in in my mind, I think Tom is like. The, the poster child of the DZTA because <laughs> nobody was talking about this before before his present, you know, before his DZTA project. And now uh-huh. it's like you're really starting to see more commercial cheesemakers in the United States get on board with producing their own cultures from their own milk, which is mm-hmm. amazing. And so mm-hmm. I think that's that's awesome. <laughs>
3: okay, well, now, Sam, but... What were you planning on studying and were you really surprised to win?
4: Yeah, definitely. I was very surprised. Um, you know, <laughs> that was my second time applying. So I won in uh, 2016, and I had applied the very first year and uh-huh. didn't, did not get it. And then didn't feel like I had any, I didn't feel motivated, like I had a really good idea. And so I kind of just was, uh, you know, ruminating. Uh, if you will, (laughs) over the next few years, and um, I had always been really, uh, really interested and really passionate um, just about heritage breed livestock,
0: uh, Mm -hmm. which is kind
4: of a very niche subject, uh, Mm -hmm. similar to Tom's, and, um, you know, it was really just kind of talking things through a lot, Uh, I mean, the two people I would credit a lot with helping me develop this vision were uh, you know, Benton Brown, my old boss from Crown Finish Caves here in Brooklyn,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and
4: Adam Moskowitz as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so they kind of helped me develop this vision and just kind of helped me see that, like, what I was interested in was actually worth exploring, which is this whole topic of um, traditional sort of more old world dairy breeds and their utilization in cheesemaking happening still throughout Europe today. Um mm-hmm. Because you know, in in the in the 20th century, you know a lot a lot changed about our world post industrial revolution and and especially with agriculture after the green revolution and um, a lot of these older breeds that are that you know uh, a lot of humanity came to rely on for centuries have either you know are are either critically endangered of extinction or have already disappeared altogether uh because of the development of modernized specialized breeds which Mm -hmm. is really an invention of the 20th century um so yeah so my that was kind of my interest of study was um looking at different areas of europe where they still utilize their old breeds Mm
0: -hmm. despite
4: the world changing around them um, now was
3: that cows sheep or goats
4: or all three it was it was predominantly cow. It it was all three, um, but uh, for the most part, I was my my studies and my my travels were focusing on uh, dairy farmers and cheesemakers working with cows' milk.
3: Mm-hmm. And where did you work when you did this?
4: When I did when I when I applied for the DZTA, yeah, I was so I was working for Crown Finish Caves in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York. The uh, mm-hmm. Uh, as, as I believe it still says on the logo, cheese aging and distribution. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, okay. So they, now, so did they're... you both go to Europe?
4: Yes. Well, we uh, have to.
3: Yeah. You don't have to, do you? Does yes. it, does it have yes, to be Europe? Do. Oh,
4: okay. for the, okay. for the Daphne Zeppos teaching award, it, it, that is one of the requir- requirements is that the recipient travels to Europe with the funds, uh, oh, okay. To, okay. to live out their vision. Okay.
3: Okay. So where are both of you working now? And what did DZTA give you to help you in your current job?
2: Um, I'm currently working at Shelburne Farms up in mm-hmm. Shelburne, Vermont, just outside of Burlington. Uh, mm-hmm. We're a raw milk cheddar producer. And uh, really, Daphne Zepos, the Daphne Zepos Teaching the word, you know, gave me the you know confidence to speak with authority about uh, a number of topics in the cheese world and Mm -hmm. I think that that really helped when I did decide to apply to uh, work at Shelburne Farms Mm -hmm. and you know it it,
3: how long have you been at Shelburne
2: I just started uh, my third year
3: Ah, okay
2: and you know I I doubt that I would have applied for this position mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. I not won the Daphne Zappos Teaching Award. And I'm not saying that winning automatically guarantees you entry to the job of your dreams, but mm-hmm. uh, it definitely helps because it forces you to connect with so many people in the cheese industry that right. you might have been reticent to talk to. Uh, because or they might have position. come up to
3: you also. Right.
2: Exactly. After
3: your your speech at ACS.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, now, okay, what about you, Sam?
4: Okay, so I'm, I'm currently working for Yumi Cheese, um, which, yeah, as, as Diane, as you said, it, it looks like Jumi because it is spelled with J, <laughs> uh, but it's Swiss German. It's actually named for the two guys who started it. Their names are Jurg and Mike. So oh, they just okay. creatively combined their names, and now we're called Yumi um and so it's yumi, delicious
3: cheese
4: it, yes it is still very delicious cheese so yeah we kind of our whole shtick is we sort of specialize in very esoteric non-aop cheeses uh from the emmental region of switzerland uh-huh. um and so i mean uh it's a well okay, it's it's Are a little bit cow? Of a here they- but you know my i actually visited yumi as part of my dzta trip which oh. kind of directly led to me getting a job, but I do wanna I wanna make it clear here because that to anyone listening who's thinking about applying to the DZTA, uh, that should not ever be your intention when you set out <laughs> to do this. And if you read my vision, there is there's no mention whatsoever of Yumi or I don't even think when I applied I was actually thinking of going to Switzerland. So oh. uh, my 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 vision. Versus my actual trip did evolve quite a bit in terms of where I went, just kind of okay. based on the connections that I had at the time and like my confidence and different languages and everything. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure my initial vision actually talked about only going to France and Italy. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually skipped France altogether. I started in Spain, <laughs> went to Italy, <laughs> then Switzerland, Ireland, Scotland and England. Wow. And so, Um, Yumi just happened to be one small component of my trip and, um, but you know, so again, you know, my focus was on heritage breed, dairy breeds. So they helped connect me with some of their dairy farmers in Switzerland that work with the Simmental cattle, which is like their traditional breed. And even with other cheesemakers in their region outside of the whole Yumi network that were doing the same. Um, now is it cow cheese mostly? And here, what we are, so what we are, impo- so kind of our model is a little unique. Um, we're uh-huh. basically a cooperative producer in Switzerland, and then we also select cheese from other producers. And so in the U.S., we just founded our own company, and we are independently importing our own cheeses here. Uh, in the U.S., yeah, it's all cow's milk uh, for the time being, because uh, the cost of producing sheep's milk and goat's milk in Switzerland versus, like, Italy and France and Spain is Is astronomical, so we we wouldn't Hmm. be able to cost-effectively sell those cheeses.
3: Okay, okay. Now, I think it's time for a break. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back on Cutting the Curd.
1: This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Comté Cheese Association represents the Comté PDO, Comté Protected Designation of Origin, in the USA. Comté is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fritiers. This milk must be transformed into Comté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Comté. Comté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Comté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Comté is the same. That's comte-usa.com.
3: Okay, we're back. Hi, I'm with Tom Perry and Sam Frank discussing DZTA's uh, scholarship and how they both participated now three and four years later. What did that start for you? Are all the winners involved in the DZTA
2: uh, thing? So I think everybody's journey with DZTA is unique. Um, mm-hmm. So the winners uh, chronologically are Jess Perry, who currently works with Essex Street Cheese, um, Emily Sharton, who is with Tamales Bay Foods, uh, mm-hmm. myself, Sam, uh vince rationale who uh when he applied was with grafton and is now primarily out of the cheese industry mm-hmm. um after uh vince was eric meredith who mm-hmm. uh has a career pretty much everywhere with uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh Orsiard, mons um and, and wegmans and is now doing independent consulting and uh currently uh, our current winner, Anne um, uh, Campbell, was a cheese monger at the Bruno Brothers, and she's actually back in uh, school pursuing a PhD. So, um, I think that in what
3: in what I
2: couldn't, I'm not entirely sure. Um, is it cheese related? I don't believe so. It's, um, it's
4: like uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly either what her thesis is, but it's like. Food, science, archival, like, it's it's very, very in-depth and pretty amazing work that she's doing that is way over okay. my head. <laughs> no, I think maybe, <laughs> okay, like, good. cheese exists under kind of the umbrella of her research.
3: Okay, okay.
2: And, you know, I think everybody's own path and how they uh, have utilized uh, what DZTA provides and... Um, and and their relationship with it after they win, uh, it it is unique. Uh, and,
3: uh, Now, how did you both get roped in?
2: How did I get roped in? (laughs) I I asked to get roped in.
3: Oh, okay. Good.
2: (laughs) Well, so last year I volunteered, I, I offered my services to the board because, uh, our administrator Rachel Jewell uh, was going on the uh, uh, professional trip of a lifetime and spending the majority of her time in Europe last year. So while she was um, busy, busy, I said, why don't you have me stateside? I can answer emails as Mm -hmm. needed and I can promote the scholarship and the application Mm -hmm. season and for whatever reason, they said, yeah, that's actually a good idea. So, um, (laughs) uh, I, you know, started doing like little memes on social media to like, encourage Mm -hmm. people to apply and add like a kind of dimension of sense of humor to it, because I think that there's this, some like amount of reticence for people to apply because they think, oh, I've got to know everything about, you know, this topic before I apply. Mm -hmm. When I applied, I didn't know anything about microbiology um, Mm -hmm. in regards to cheese or anything. But uh, I I spent the year that I uh, had prior to presenting at ACS studying and learning and making myself competent so that I could talk to people that were leaders in that field Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Uh, so you
3: just had an interest and then expanded it?
2: Yeah, I had like a weird question and I, I just ran with it and, and you know, other people thought that there was validity to that question. Cool, cool. Now, what about you, Sam?
4: Um, yeah, so I have also been, I, I've, I've remained pretty active with the DCTA. I got uh, nominated to join the board. Uh and that was in I guess two thousand eighteen. And so I've been a member of the board uh since yeah, since the summer of two thousand
3: and eighteen. How big is the board?
4: Our board is oh gosh Tom, what are we like nine people, ten uh, people?
2: Nine or ten. Ten, yeah. ten
4: people. So it's it's a, it's a it's a good size. It's a nice size for a board. Mm-hmm. You know, and who's we, the you know, head of it? Of, who's the head of it? Yeah. So right now it's shared, um, so Mo Frechette uh, of, of Essex Street Cheese and Zingerman's Mail Order, who was kind of the instrumental person in, in originally pulling the GCTA together, mm-hmm. um, he has remained president since day one.
3: Oh, uh, great. So,
4: you know, he's eight years deep at this point. Oh, my and, goodness. Right. And so now we have an interim president who, or I guess a vice president.
2: Co-president.
4: Co-president, thank you. We have a co-president <laughs> who will hopefully be be taking over as the the president, um, so that Mo can can retire. Um, but uh-huh. is uh, and who's the
3: co-president?
4: That's uh, David Lockwood from Niels oh, Yard. Oh, okay, David.
3: okay. Yeah. Now, was Jason Hines involved in the beginning?
4: Absolutely.
2: Oh, Yes, because yeah.
4: mm-hmm.
3: he was a very good friend of Daphne's.
2: Yep. Yes.
4: I mean, I guess I, I honestly, I, I can't speak to who did what in the very beginning, but I, I can because certainly say there. that Jason, I was not there, but I can I can certainly say that Jason was also very instrumental in uh, mm-hmm. in the orchestration of the DZTA.
2: Well, my understanding is that at the beginning, like shortly before Daphne passed, like she essentially put a list of names and she had uh, Brad and Moe. Mm-hmm. Uh, contact them and was like I want these people to kind of you know run with w- whatever this becomes and right and right. because of the respect that so many people had for Daphne they said absolutely and
1: oh, nice. that original
2: board did a wonderful job and yeah. Uh, yeah they they made us the organization that we are today through contributions through promotion and education and awareness about um, the scholarship as a whole
3: yeah, yeah now I understand there's a bit of a new scholarship. Sam, do you know about that?
2: Yes,
4: uh, so yeah i'm uh, I'm on the application and awareness committee yeah uh, and so uh, one one really great thing is that uh, the board has been successful in, in kind of securing the finances uh, for the the Daphne Zeppos teaching endowment. And so we have, we've, we've gathered that we can offer a second award. Oh,
3: that's Um, that's, amazing.
4: This is some big news that this is uh, kind of the first place that we are talking about this. So, uh, so thank you, Diane, um, for having us to be able to talk about it. Um, And so, yeah, we, uh, it's going to be a a smaller award. It'll be for $2,500 and it's, the name that we have settled on is the Daphne Zeppos Horizons Award. Okay. and So the DZHA. And, um, you know, that's kind of like in the spirit of, of broadening one's horizons. And mm-hmm. so this one, it, it's a little bit more focused, you could say. Like the, the DZTA is kind of all about the applicant, um, you know, developing like their own vision for what they want to do with the money. For the the DZHA uh, we're essentially going to be providing a list of hosts. So different, uh, you know, a, a lot, uh, it, it'll, it, we're still, we're still finalizing everything. Um, but the idea is that we'll have a list of hosts that, you know, some of them might be cheesemakers, some of them might be affineurs, maybe they're a retailer, distributor, like combination of things, importers, exporters, those sorts of, uh, those sorts of organizations. And so, it's a $2,500 award to essentially be able to travel to one of these host organizations and mm-hmm. um, basically be like their be their apprentice for a certain you know number of weeks or an amount of time. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a way of like professionally and personally broadening your horizons and your interest in cheese.
3: Okay. Now, does it have to be in Europe, or is it anywhere?
4: This one, we are, yeah, so we are opening it up. Um, we are not requiring that it be done in Europe.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and we're, again, we're still we're still kind of finalizing exactly how, how everything is gonna work, but um,
3: mm-hmm.
4: we, we're under the consensus now that we're all, it's not gonna be required that you present at ACS, which is okay. that's, that's a major stipulation of the DCTA, is that's kind of the culmination of your whole project. is presenting at the, you know, American Cheese Society Conference. Um, And so this, this new award is going to kind of be more geared towards uh, recipients creating their sort of a more independent project that can be used to, to build educational content for the DZTA website, because Mm -hmm. kind of our, our long-term goal is for the DZTA website to be more of an educational resource for you know, chiefs professionals and enthusiasts rather than just a website about, uh, you know, about a teaching award. We want it to be oh, okay. somewhere that, you know, that brings people there that want to learn about different topics. And so we thought this new award would be a great way to kind of get to really, to really keep building on that.
3: Okay. Oh, well, that's And we're neat. hoping
2: to launch that uh, later this year, uh, post ACS, I believe.
3: Right. right. And that's good because if they don't have to present at ACS, then it's not so contingent on the timing.
4: Right. That is your that is certainly one of the biggest areas of contention. I know. I can say right now with uh, with the committee is uh, sort of figuring out exactly what that's going to look like.
3: Right. But it must be tough to have to come back and present after you've done your research.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I think it's it's you know, it's an it's an additional travel requirement. It's uh, oh, right, right. it's a you know, it's public speaking. It also, uh, the, you know, the ACS, they've already given DZTA one of their time slots. Uh, I don't know if they how happy they would be with having to give us a second one. Uh huh.
3: Uh huh. <laughs>
2: yeah (laughs) you can always ask though Uh... (laughs) you can always ask ask.
3: okay well thank you both for coming on and talking about this i'm wondering if we should talk a little bit about the virus at you know the end of the show now
2: well before we get too deep into that i just want to remind everybody that DZTA application season is open currently
3: Oh, okay. Um,
2: and has been since March 1st. And, uh, the application, uh, process or, or the application period is open until May 31st. Um, okay. So you can download your packet at www.dzta.org. Um, mm-hmm. and you can get all of the, uh, stipulations and requirements needed so mm-hmm. that, uh, you can apply and be aware of everything you need to make a successful application to the DZTA.
3: And then, is it announced at ACS?
2: Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, okay.
3: Okay. But what if ACS doesn't happen?
2: That, that is a <laughs> very good question. question. Um, I mean,
3: I'm I I heard you know the the president I say in quotes <laughs> uh, say July today on TV. Like I heard that, that might well. not be over
4: till July. That's yep. like way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, to, to be perfectly honest with you, Diane and, and all of our, 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 wonderful listeners out there, uh, yeah, you know, as, as anyone listening knows or anyone that's following the news, things have escalated pretty substantially just in really the last seven days.
3: Yeah. And, yeah.
4: um, the board is set to meet actually this Friday. And so this will be the first board meeting, um, you know, since since everything has really taken place uh, within, within recent, with the recent events and the recent escalation. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't have any answers for you right now, but rest assured it's something that will be, will be discussed. Well, uh,
3: with a lot of other things, I'm sure.
2: And we hope that with this talk of, both DZTA and the new DZHA, that, you know, this will be like a beacon of hope that uh, people can kind of glom onto while mm-hmm. they're... Right
4: at the end of the tunnel.
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> something to look forward to and, uh, you know, hope that we can yeah. con- continue to travel freely um, oh, to these wonderful places Or travel in Europe freely and, again. Exactly.
3: ay 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 well, um, and even to Portland. I mean, it yep. sounds like everything is getting canceled. Not not that far away, but right.
2: uh, it's, it's bad. Re- regrettably, I think we're all just in a wait yeah. and see and yeah. uh, now, hope for the best for all of us. Is
3: Vermont in better shape? I
2: um, hope. We have, you know, only about... 12 confirmed uh, cases, as I understand it, Uh Uh, about a third of which are from out of state, Um, because we are a destination that people have come to seek refuge uh, from, Mm. you know, more densely populated areas. And, you know, it's wonderful that we're able to be viewed in that regard, but... At the same time, uh, we're a small state with uh, mm-hmm. limited capacity for um, dealing bad. fully with an, a pandemic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's scary and uh, horrifying all at once. It is.
4: Yes, but uh, you know, we all just gotta we gotta stick together and be there for one another, and also. Be very vigilant and, you know, Mm -hmm. not not push the limits where they need Mm -hmm. not be pushed. Mm -hmm. And and I got to say, the cheese community
2: has been really uh, supportive and trying to find uh, new ways to get, uh, you know, cheese to their customers or Mm -hmm. to share resources on, you know, best practices, uh, whether you're a producer or a retailer. So, you know, yeah. that's something that's very buoying in uh, these times that we're going through. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And it's now, also uh, now is a really good time to, you know, uh, to really study the commercial American cheesemaker because then you will really learn about the washing and sanitizing of one's hands in the most vigilant fashion possible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How do you mean?
4: Oh, my gosh. I mean, go, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, my first cheese job was at, you know, where Tom works, was I was an assistant cheesemaker at Shelburne Farms. And, uh-huh. you know, I remember, I remember specifically being told, like, on one of my first days to go wash and sanitize my hands. And I was to the cheesemaker. I was like, why? I haven't done anything. He's like, you just touched your face. You got to go wash your hands. <laughs> and now, more than ever, that exact piece of advice is like something we should all be listening to.
3: Right, right. Okay. Now, how are you, are you worried about selling both of your cheeses?
2: No, uh, no? there has been, as far as I understand, there's been uh, confirmation that this uh, is not transmitted through food, In food. So, right?
3: Right, so that's, right. that's, that's true.
2: wonderful that we're still able okay. to, you know, Sell have cheese. that confidence yeah, uh, with yeah. the, the public perception. Uh, okay, of good. what's going around this virus but yeah you know we're, we 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 are fortunate that we're we've got a network that we can ship our cheese nationwide if need be mm-hmm. okay. through mail order
3: okay uh, well order,
2: yeah well <laughs> you know certainly um
4: you know I, for you me you know we're very uh we're a very young and small business in the u.s and so you know we rely predominantly on other small businesses and our hearts certainly go out to all of them and, you know, a lot of them are having to adapt pretty, you know, pretty drastically in, in a time like this. And yeah. mm-hmm. as are we, I mean, luckily we're dealing with, you know, very hardy, you know, Swiss mountain style cheeses, but, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
4: but yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think, you know, this is a very uncertain time for a lot of people and yeah, you know, we yeah. have to do, we just have to do the best we can to support one another.
3: Okay. Okay, well, thank you both. Um, I really appreciate your coming on and doing this new uh, thing for Cutting the Curd. And uh, I want to thank both Sam Frank and Tom Perry for joining us today.
2: Thank Thank you, you. Diane.
4: Thank you so much, Diane. And everybody, apply for the DZTA. Start dreaming about those, those cheese travels.
2: Yeah, if you're in lockdown, this is a great time to work on that vision.
4: (laughs) Plenty of time to brainstorm. (laughs) Yes, you're
3: right. You're totally right. Okay, goodbye. Cheese. 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 Cheese.
1: Cheese. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage radio network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you.